Well, good morning. How are you all doing? I trust everybody's Christmas was well. A little different, looked a little different this year, right? So, but what a great day to celebrate. And, um, you know, we are now heading into the last few days of 2020. Yes. The decade that has been 2020 is finally coming to a close. And I think it would be appropriate if we just take a couple of deep breaths. What do you think? Ready? One more. I know that's good. Uh, that's something I realized I didn't do enough of last year was deep breathing. But you know, I think it's safe to say that 2020 is a year to remember or maybe a year to forget depending on what side of that equation you're on. I mean, how many times have we said through this last year, I just wish this year would be over. I just wish 2020 would have never happened. I just wish we could go back and fill in the blank. I just wish I could go back and fill in the blank. And you know, it's been, it's been such a crazy year. We even have new sayings. We're like, oh well, 2020. You know, like when you're in the drive through lane and you're getting ready to get your Chick-fil-A and you're looking for change in the console and you can't find any change, but you do find six face masks, one of which you didn't even know you had, empty bottles of hand sanitizer and who knows how many receipts for curbside delivery. And you go, oh, well, 2020. Or you have one of those days where you tell your friends or your family, oh, this was such a 2020 day. I was sitting at the dining room table, which is now my home office desk, and I banged my knee on the leg again during a Zoom call, and I cringed, and I screamed, and I wasn't muted. And my video was still on. It was such a 2020 day. It's just, it's been crazy. Now, maybe you've had a relatively good year. Maybe that 10-second commute from bedroom to dining room table has actually worked out really well for you. Maybe it's been really good to be at home a lot more and spend more time with your family. Maybe it's been really good on those Zoom calls to introduce some of your family to your colleagues and customers as they crash those meetings, right? Maybe you've uh, completed some long overdue home projects, like cleaning out that shed in the back or that closet over there, and you found those long lost things that you knew you hadn't thrown away. You just didn't know where they were. How long have they been in there? Or maybe you discovered a new hobby. Or you learned something new, like how to sew elastic bands onto cloth and create hundreds of face masks for people. Thank you so much for doing that this year. But regardless of where you are on that spectrum, I think one thing we can all relate to, we're tired. We can be tired just from all the uncertainty that we faced, all the tension that we had to balance. Or we're tired just from working extended hours week upon week. Or just that feeling of being cooped up at home and not knowing, well, should I, should I go here? Should I do that? Should I, maybe I, just all of those questions that we never really had to think about before, right? Maybe we're just tired because so much has changed. So much has changed. 
And how many moments have you had this year when you just said, enough already? Can we just go a month? Okay, can we just go a week without something significant changing again? Back to where it was or forward. But you know, I don't want to end this year and I don't want you to end this year without taking a few moments to just acknowledge that you have been through a lot this year. You've been through a lot this year. I know that. I see that. I've talked to enough people to see what people have had to go through this year and experience. Good things and bad things, but so many different things. And it's just too much to just let it all go or just write it all off or say, well, that was 2020. We can forget that now. Or especially like on a Friday when we go, man, we made it. The year's over. Now it's 2021. No. We need to remember. We need to reflect. We need to recognize and acknowledge everything that we've been through. We've walked through too much this year to just simply move on. And to just be casual about it all. I know we joke about that a lot. We, like I said, we make up these funny sayings of like, oh, that's so 2020. But when you think about it, we owe it to ourselves to not be that indifferent about 2020. Because we're here. You're here together with friends and family in this room, online. You're here That's huge. Do you see that? To have made it through everything that 2020 was is no small accomplishment, friends. And my hat's off to you. Because we made it. And so I want to take some time this morning to just walk through a couple of reflections um, that I've taken on 2020. And one of the things um, I started doing back at the end of March was writing a journal to my granddaughter. Uh, My granddaughter Miriam just turned three. And I had this moment thinking sometime back in March of when she would be a little bit older and she might crawl up on my lap and say, Papa, what was the pandemic really like? And instead of me trying to rely on my less than stellar memory in the moment, Or just try to say, well, it was hard and we had to wear masks and we couldn't go anywhere for a while and, you know, that sort of thing. Not to mention people getting sick and dying. Instead of just relying on those kinds of broad strokes, I decided to start writing to her. So I've been writing to her almost every day since, five times a week or so. And not so much about the things that she's going to learn in history, I mean, she's going to be in a history class at some point and there'll be all sorts of stuff written about 2020 and the pandemic and all of the facts of what happened, right? But what I wanted to express to her was actually how it felt going through this year. Highs and lows, fears, hopes, anxieties, dreams that I have for her, that I have for her mom and dad, for me and her grandmother and to just write those out because that's what she won't get in a history book. She won't know actually how it felt. She won't know what it really felt like going through all those different changes or what it felt like to be tired a lot of the time. 
And I noticed as I go back, that's a common statement that I, that I write to her. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired physically. I'm tired emotionally. I'm just tired of having to face another change. I'm just tired. But one thing that going back and looking through that also helps me remember, and this is one thing that I really want you to remember as well, friends, is that it's not forever. It is a season. What we've gone through in 2020, as unprecedented as it has been, is temporary. It's a season. Or maybe it's a bunch of seasons. <laughs> but it's seasons nonetheless. And so when I think about seasons, it makes me think about um, the book of Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament. And there are some verses in the early part of chapter 3 that even if you've never read Ecclesiastes, uh, there's probably going to be some verses here that you recognize because they've been used in all manner of places inside the church, outside the church, movies, books, all those different kind of things. So some of these will probably be recognizable to you even if you've never actually read through them like this. So I want to read through them. And as I read through them, I just want you to think about all of that in 2020, like all that stuff that Stacy talked about too. And think about 2020 as we read through these. And I'm reading out of the old New International Version, but these verses are pretty common. And so whatever version that you have, it will be pretty similar and the words will be up on the screen as well. So this is the third chapter of Ecclesiastes, verses one through eight. It says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Now, Ecclesiastes is part of the Old Testament wisdom literature, along with the book of Proverbs and the book of Job. And Proverbs is really the beginning of Old Testament wisdom literature. It's written in a strongly didactic nature, meaning it's very much of a teacher-student type of cadence back and forth. And it's really meant for young persons who both literally and figuratively sit at the feet of older and wiser persons to learn how they should live. Ecclesiastes, on the other hand, reflects the wisdom of one who's lived a long time and seen a lot of things. The writer, who's also known as the teacher, has been around the block a few times. And they know that good things don't always happen. They know what life can really be like. But even through the sometimes skeptical and negative emotions that the teacher brings forth in the writing, the book is also a huge monument of faith. Because regardless of what happens, regardless of the craziness that goes on in the world, regardless of whatever bad things happen, God is still there. And that's what we hold on to. And so as such, I think these verses are very fitting for our time. They almost sound like they're written for our time, not written thousands of years ago. 
And chapter three and those eight verses in particular that we just read also reflect on the wisdom, the, reflects the wisdom of the writer by reminding us that everything, everything has its time, has its season. And the author also uses season and time as synonyms. So when we read that, don't read time as a specific point in time. Rather, think about that, that that's uh, an occasion for when something is right to happen or a situation. There's also a literary device in there that has a nice cadence to it. And it's known as a mirrorism, which uses two opposites to imply all of the activities in between. Like, think about it this way. In our language, if, we, if I told you that I searched high and low for my phone, you would think that I searched everywhere for it, not just in the attic or the basement. That that expression, high and low, means everything in between. And so, the list of those 14 pairs of opposites also describes what people do, not what people should do. And so not everyone will necessarily experience all of those things. And some of them can be understood literally or metaphorically depending on the situation. So I want to read them again. But this time, as you think about those seasons and go through that, I want you to really reflect on your year this past year and think about these seasons that maybe you've experienced so again, chapter 3 in Ecclesiastes, verses 1 through 8. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain, a time to search, and a time to give up, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to mend, a time to be silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate a time for war and a time for peace. How many seasons do you see there, friends, that you went through in 2020? How many seasons have you endured this past year? I know it's been a lot. I see that and I see you. And you're here. That's a big deal. Recognize that and acknowledge that. Even through all of the, the turmoil and 
happiness and excitement and scariness of last year, we're here together. I know babies that have been born last year, beautiful babies. And I know people who have died last year, beautiful people. And everything in between. We've mourned with each other, we've laughed with each other, we've danced, we've weeped. We've been through a lot in the year, but we're here together. You know, one thing that I think about when I think about seasons is that, you know, a season is a period of time. Could be years, could be much shorter. And then usually there's some sort of change that occurs to transition into a new season. Now, sometimes these changes can be very abrupt and sort of forced upon us, like a stay-at-home order during a global pandemic. We go from sort of doing our regular, normal, everyday business to now we're at home. That was a pretty abrupt change, right? Now, other changes, we actually get to choose and also goes from one season to the next. But that change may be a little bit more gradual, may take a little bit longer. Think about like buying a house or having a baby. That's a pretty good change. Sometimes take a while to get that change to happen. And that's certainly two different seasons of life, isn't it, parents? So when we think about change, regardless of whether or not if we choose it or if it's put upon us, it's a disruption in life. It changes our normal, it changes our routines, it changes our schedules, um, our patterns of life. And like I said, we've had a lot of those this past year. In fact, my biggest reflection on the year, and this might be kind of a duh moment, is that we experienced too many abrupt changes last year that were forced upon us. And by too many, I don't mean that we experienced so many that we're just kind of lying in a heap on the floor. At least we're not doing that today. But we've experienced too many in that that's not normal. That's not typical. That's not, that's not standard. That's not the way life works, right? That's not what last year was. Last year was such a, a, a different kind of thing. And I think it's important to recognize that, that not every year is going to be like that. We just had too many changes put upon us because when we go from that one season to the next one and there's this abrupt forced change upon us, we didn't have enough time to get into this season before there was another one. And then another one. And then another one. And then another one. So we never actually had time to like move from one season to the next before we were having to move to the next one. And so on and so on and so on. I think that's why 2020 felt so long. We had like a decade of those in a year, right? But I think it's really important to recognize that that's not the norm. Some of us got angry or sad through that. Some of us got energized and excited through all of that, through all of that change. Some of us just wanted to stay in bed. Some of us just wanted to run away. Maybe one of us did all of those things. Maybe he's standing in front of you. Because I went through all of those emotions all through the year. And it's been exhausting. It's been tiring. So here's, here's my encouragement to you. Here's what I really want you to hear. And this is something that I've had to tell myself quite a bit. 
is that's okay. Be nice to yourself. Give yourself the grace to look back at 2020 and recognize that maybe that wasn't the best year in your life. Maybe it was. And celebrate that. But be nice to yourself. Don't blame yourself for anything. Forgive yourself if you weren't your best self the whole time. Just be nice to yourself, seriously. And I think one thing that comes out of that too is that we and you are a lot more resilient than we ever believed we were. You are a lot more resilient than you probably even realize. And I can say that with confidence again because you're here. You are a lot stronger today than you were a year ago. I can guarantee that. Think about if somebody had told you last January that by the end of this year, you'd be working from home, your kids would be doing school at home, you'd be using this thing called Zoom, you'd be social distancing from people outside your bubble, and you'd be wearing face masks whenever you went out in public. (laughs) You know what I would say if somebody said that? I'd say, what's social distancing? I never heard of that. What's Zoom? Any of us heard of Zoom before like March of this year? (laughs) So it's just the resilience and the adaptability that you all have displayed is incredible. It's a beautiful thing. Think about all that. Think about where you are today compared to where you were a year ago and all the things in life that you've adapted to, all the flexibility that you've shown, Sometimes to get through a day, sometimes to get through a month. But think about that. Think about where you are today in strength and resilience and faith compared to where you were a year ago. It almost hurts my head to think about that and think about, you know, all the stuff that we've been through. But we need to embrace that and celebrate it because it has made us who we are today. Everything we experience in life has an impact on us in different ways and it shapes us into who we are. So we are definitely shaped by this year, by this past year. But again, I can guarantee you that you're a lot more resilient and a lot stronger than you thought. And then my last reflection is the thing that makes us resilient and strong to that are the things that don't change. We can rest and remain tethered to the things that don't change. You know, a couple days ago, as we talked about, we uh, celebrated the birth of Christ. And the birth of that little baby boy in an out-of-the-way, no-name place change the world. Talk about a disruption. Talk about splitting time into two seasons. Time of before Christ and the time of after. 
That was a disruption that changed everything. But the fact that Christ was born, lived, taught, ministered, was accused, convicted, nailed to a cross, and that he died and rose and ascended will never change, friends. That will never change. Nothing can ever change that. And like the writer of Ecclesiastes, when you're looking at all of the turmoil in the world and all of the things that maybe don't, aren't going right or feel wrong or feel bad, he goes back to, but there's God. And I don't understand it, but there's God. And that's what we get to do too, friends. We don't understand it. We don't want to go through it again, but there's God. You are loved more than you can imagine by that same baby born in that manger, by Christ. And the love of Christ for you, friends, was the same in 2020 as it has been in every year prior to that and will be every year from now. The way Christ sees you, the way Christ loves you will never change the grace that we live in from Christ was the same in 2020 as all the years before and will be in all the years after. The value of you as a human being, as a beloved child of God, made in the image of God, was the same in 2020 as every year before that and will be in every year after that. Christ will be with you Always. In that journal that I'm writing to Miriam, I wrote something in July that didn't really hit me at the moment, but when I went back and looked at it, 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 it did. It kind of caught me off guard, and I want to share a little bit of that with you. It was from July 22nd, and I wrote, What do you know, my dear sweet Miriam, as you read this? You probably know when the pandemic ends, whatever that means. But it's weird to think that as I write this, I have no idea how or when this will end. And yet, as you read this when you're 10 or 12 or 14, you already know the end. That's very weird indeed. And yet, strangely comforting. And I realized that that's strangely comforting to know that 10 years from now or 12 years from now when my granddaughter reads all this crazy writing from her papa that she's going to know how this ended. Well, friends, so does Christ. He knows how this is going to end. And that's something that's not going to change that we can hold on to, that we can anchor to, that we can tether to, connect with, tie ourselves to. Christ is the same. His love for you is the same. That will never change. Remember that, because I think that, that is our foundation. That is the solid ground underneath us when we have all these disruptive changes and we can't even go from one season to the next without knowing what's up or down. But what we know is that Christ is with us all the time. That's what we build upon. That's what we stand upon. 
That's what our faith is on, is Christ. So as we close out this year, I hope you can take some time in these next few days especially to really reflect on these things and really acknowledge to yourself and maybe to a family member of like everything that you've been through this year and say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I got through this. I'm a lot stronger than I thought I was. Because I don't think that's anything for us to take lightly. And also to recognize and to thank God for that strength to carry us through. So as we close up this morning, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you for everything that you've gone through in this past year and over these next few days leading into 2021 and going into the next year knowing that some things never change. So let me pray for you. Father, it's been a crazy year. It's one for the books, for sure. But I can't thank you enough for how you have made us. How you have made every person in this room, every person at home, for the strength and the resilience that you have put in us and for us to be able to lean on you and stand with you for us to be able to endure through changes, to enjoy good changes, like the birth of a child. And God, as we close out this year and move into next year, um, I just pray that you would bless every person in this room and every person at home. Bless them, God. May they know your presence stronger than ever in their lives. May they lean upon you with more weight than they ever have in their lives. May they seek you, follow after you, experience you in new ways that continues to strengthen them. God bless us all. And it's in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you, friends. Have a good rest of the year.